We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Monday. We're back to our normal routine. That means it's time for the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. You all know who that dude is. That's Ryan Roberts, the Director of Recruiting at Irish Breakdown. I'm Brian Driscoll. And Ryan, let's just dive right into it, man. Notre Dame had the last of their big 2024 recruiting weekends. A lot of people said, why aren't they bringing in recruits next weekend? They are. It's just 25 kids because everybody from 24 that's going to visit the summer has been on campus. So, Ryan, let's dive into it. This was a, a small weekend, but a very important weekend. And I would argue that this this weekend, including last week's camp, but more so this recruiting weekend, is going to go a long, long way towards determining if Notre Dame can finish strong at the two positions that we have the most concern. You had this weekend Kingston Villiama Asa on campus this weekend, a linebacker from St. John Bosco out in California. We had Malcolm Ziegler on campus this weekend, a safety, a very fast athletic safety from Fuqua Varina uh, in North Carolina. And, of course, Maryland, D.C. guy Keyshawn Flowers this weekend, plus a lot of Notre Dame commits, Ryan. So let's just dive right into it and get started. Obviously, the, the big name, the the big-time player, a guy that some people would argue is the, the best defensive player left on the board, at least the most important defensive player on the board. That's arguable, it's, but it's him and Justin Scott. That's, that's where it's at. If this class is going to be a lead on defense, they need those two guys in the class. So Kingston yeah. – was on campus this weekend, Ryan. I believe third time he's been on campus at Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. USC's been making a move. You got Ohio State coming up next weekend. Everybody thinks they're the favorite for Kingston. Coming into the visit, at least that's the perception-wise, Ryan. Coming out, you've had a chance to speak with some folks about this one I have as well. Let's talk about how things went this weekend with Kingston and where things stand for the Irish and him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, I think it went about as as good as it could have, as well as it could have this past weekend. Like you said, Brian, this is a young man that's been on campus the third time here, has been on campus the last two blue and gold games. So blue gold game in 2022, then the blue gold game of this year, obviously. Official visit we know coming into the weekend. Like you said, you had USC, you had Notre Dame, you had Ohio State. Those are the three officials. That was the three top schools. We knew or everything stood with Kingston Villamalasa. Now, entering the weekend, I was on full transparency that I think that it was a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle, even after USC seemed to have really – I think that they really see, seemed to have made a move last weekend, but I was still on board that I still think it was a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle kind of coming into this one. Yes, Can I ask you something on that, Ryan? Do you, of course. Do you feel like USC simply just kind of threw their hat into the ring, basically – yeah. that it was going to take bad visits happening at other places for them to really – is that kind of – not bad visits, but just those teams kind of knocking it off. It just seems like they've just been playing catch-up with him for a long time. I, I think so because I, I think the thing with – so for me, it was Notre Dame-Ohio State was at the top two. Like that was the pecking order. Whatever order you wanted to throw at, I would have accepted it, right? Because there were some days – I think you've said this before. Like there were some days where – I think Notre Dame's the clear leader. Then there's other days where I think Ohio State's the clear leader. Like it's literally a jockeying back and forth to that top spot. And I just think that USC is in the battle, but I think that they were the distant third. I think there was a little bit of a tear break to who the third school is for Kingston. But coming out of the visit, I mean, I think that Notre Dame showed Kingston exactly everything that they needed to because they remained consistent with him, right? It was about, we have the whole gambit going after you, man. Marcus Freeman, Al Golden, Al Washington, Max Bulla, they're all a part of this recruitment. They, there is no, there has never been a debate that Kingston is an absolute priority for this staff, and they have thrown every voice out there to try to make him feel like he needs to be a part of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We talked about the spirituality that he has. We talked about the, just the, it's the personality he has that I think really would fit well in at Notre Dame. So I think coming into this weekend, this wasn't as much about Kingston for me. This was about Kingston's family, right? Because he had not taken – they had not taken a ton of visits, you know, and I'm talking about mom specifically. The the big thing about these official visits is getting his parents, getting mom to be able to talk to the USC staff, to the Notre Dame staff, the Ohio State staff, and really get everyone's feedback in this thing. This isn't just about Kingston. This was a fa- – this is going to be a family decision. And I think that the biggest thing that I came out of this weekend is that I think Notre Dame is an ally to the, the Villamoasa family. I think that they all value Notre Dame. They value the fit that, that of Kingston fitting in with the program as a student, as an athlete, and spiritually. And I really think that coming into this week, there was a jockeying of who that number one team is for Kingston. I think that Notre Dame is firmly in the lead, and I think that they are now setting themselves up to 
you know, try, just have to outlast Ohio State right. for that last official visit. And they this one could be theirs because I really think that they won over not only Kingston this past weekend, but I think he, they won over the family as well. I think they showed him everything he needed to see. That's a big one, Ryan, because you've talked about this for a while. Kingston's going to make his own decision. His family's going to allow him to make his own decision. He's going to do what's best for him. You've always kind of got the feeling he kind of wanted to blaze a different trail, right? So not follow all the other California kids to USC. And, and there was always this thought that the, the Midwestern schools were uh, ahead for him for a long time. He's going to be allowed to make his own decision. He's encouraged to make his own decision. This is his life, all those type of things. But he's also a kid that's very close with his family. And there's a lot of trust and faith there. So he is going to at least allow his family to have a, a say into kind of helping them steer him towards the decision. So I think being able to get the family on campus, being able to to get them to realize kind of everything that Notre Dame has to offer, as you said. And I believe this was mom's first visit to Notre Dame, correct, I believe. Correct. I don't think his mom's taken any visits with him yeah. other than these officials. So, yeah, yeah it's been so, interesting. That's going to be that's going to be big. And, and so now it's like you always felt like Notre Dame, as you said, was sort of jockeying position. It's and, and here's what it comes down to with recruitments like this, Ryan. You've got to find those one or two things that you can have to separate you from the other schools that he likes, because this kid loves USC. He loves Ohio State. There's other programs he likes a lot, too. These are the three that stand the most. So what could Notre Dame do during this visit to set him apart? And I think getting the family to be able to see the differences between Notre Dame and everyone else when it comes to the spiritual aspects, when it comes to the academic aspects, when it comes to the things that they do, uh, not just academically as far as strength of the academic profile, but what they do to support student athletes when it comes to the academic side of things are all very things that are very moving for parents when they visit for during officials is to really sit down and get to know the ins and outs of how that process works. Yeah. So being able to let mom and, and the family see that, I think is going to be huge. But as you said, they got to weather that Buckeye storm, and that's easier yes. said than done. But Notre Dame is certainly, certainly, as Ryan said, put themselves in a, in, in a position where now it's about maintain, don't lose ground, as opposed to needing to make up ground. And Ryan, at the end of the day, that's where you want to be for a kid like this. Like yes. We're going to talk about another kid that we don't know if Notre Dame necessarily came out of the weekend as the leader. And sometimes that can be concerning. Sometimes that can't. When it can be concerning is when it's a kid that you you don't have a whole lot else to sell. Right. You don't have a whole lot else to get across to him. There, the relationship is established. You've been recruiting this kid for well over a year. Al Washington's been recruiting him for over two years. <laughs> There's not a whole lot else there. So if you can't come out of this weekend sort of sitting in pole position, you're going to be in trouble. And that's exactly what Notre Dame did. They put themselves in pole position. Now it's like, okay, You've got a tough one coming up this weekend. What do you do from here until decision-making day to maintain that? And I think that's going to be the important thing because that Buckeye visit this weekend is going to be the thing that a lot of Notre Dame fans are going to going to have hanging over their head to not let them get too excited about the news that we're sharing to them, and yeah. understandably so, Ryan. Well, and, and I would say this about Kingston, too. It's so unique, Brian, because I feel like every – not every that's very hyperbolic there's a lot of recruits that i talked about on this show where i'm just like they like the glitz they like the glamour they like the frivolous stuff they like to you know because recruiting is a it's it's a flashy thing right it's about the photo shoots and the graphics that they send to all these kids and it, it's it's about basically catching the recruits eyes that's really kind of what it comes down to kingston's not one of those kids he's not if you've ever talked to kingston he's one of those young men that 
he's just looking for the best fit, man. Like that all, that's all it is. You know, like there's some kids that want to run the social media side of things and they want to, you know, you know, take care of themselves from an NIL perspective, even though it's actually just a payout stuff. Like this just isn't what Kingston has been built off of. These visits are about consistency in my opinion, from these programs. There's no new pitch, to your point. There's none. Notre Dame didn't come out and have this like new elaborate pitch of like, this is how we're going to use you in the defense. This is why you're the best fit ever. It's been consistent for months and months and months. There's, there's no, no We've pitch. been holding back on this little bit of information right. until now. <laughs> there's, there's no last-ditch efforts. This is clearly I, – I, I would say it like this. I don't know if Kingston would quite quantify it this way. But I think that these visits are more for his family than it is for him. He's seen Notre Dame. He's talked to these coaches. He has relationships with them. He hasn't seen anything at Notre. He didn't see anything at Notre Dame over the weekend, from the grotto to the facilities to the to the to the stadium to whatever that he hasn't seen before. He's seen everything that he needs to see from the University of Notre Dame. He's seen everything that he needs to see from Ohio State. He's seen everything and more from USC, a school that's right in his backyard. What who hasn't seen it enough? is the family to get their input to really put a bow on this recruitment. This was about a full understanding from the Viliamo Asa family to fully understand what's the best fit. Where would I thrive? Where would I be, have the best option to develop into the best version of myself? And if that's Notre Dame, I think that Notre Dame did a good job of, of selling that to the family more than Kingston this weekend. There was no new pitch. This was just about, giving the full scope of understanding to the loved ones and the support system around him as well. I think that's important too, Ryan, because when it comes to family, a lot of times parents of kids who fit at Notre Dame, they don't want to hear the pitch. They don't want to hear some angle. They don't want to walk on campus and see 15 really super expensive cars that none of them can afford as if that's going to be something that says, hey, look how great we are. And I'm talking about what we saw at Texas this weekend. It's not really what parents that, that are going to want like Notre Dame are about. So it's about the genuineness. And I think that there's an importance to consistency of messaging. And I think that's something Notre Dame has done a very good job with when it comes to Kingston is a consistency of messaging. It's like, hey, man, we're, we're not trying to sell you some new pitch. We're not worried about this school. So we're going to come out with some something that we think is going to really wow you to to get you over the edge. It's about here's who we are, man. Here's how we envision you being here. And then just building that relationship. And Notre Dame has done that. Another player that was on campus this weekend, Ryan, that was a very important player for Notre Dame is Malcolm Ziegler, who's a safety. Yes. Obviously, the safety board is a, is problematic as of right now. You have Kennedy or Lacker in the class. Notre Dame is going to find out next weekend, this uh, this upcoming weekend, uh, Bronte Johnson is going to announce his commitment somewhere on Saturday. feel very good about where Notre Dame is on that one. But you really need a third impact safety. They recently offered Tabron Benny Powell. We feel like Notre Dame is, is in an unbeatable place there. We'll see kind of how that one flo- clo- closes over the next couple of days. But that's not a needle mover. That's not a gap closer for Notre Dame. If Notre Dame is going to have the kind of safety class it needs to match the rest of the defense and the rest of the, the class and to fill the needs on the roster, they need another safety that can impact that. Malcolm Ziegler is that kind of player in a lot of different ways, Ryan. But coming in, Notre Dame was in trail mode. Yes. How did things go this weekend? Was Notre Dame able to make a move or not? 
Well, it's been a really fascinating recruitment. I mean, to your point, Brian, this is a player that was just offered just last month. I mean, Notre Dame had been doing their research and doing their digging on him. They'd been out to see him a couple of times before that. But a player that's still very new to the board, and he spoke a little bit about the fact that his relationship with Chris O'Leary is still very new. That's something that is is still kind of developing. I do think after this weekend that he meshed very well with Chris O'Leary, and I think that the Notre Dame coaching staff – did a tremendous tactical job this this weekend, in my opinion, of getting all three North Carolina players in the 2024 class on campus. You got Bryce Young, you got Jack Larson, you got Micah Gilbert to make them feel comfortable because that's one thing when you're talking about a guy that hasn't been recruited or hasn't been on the board that long, you want to make them feel comfortable when they get to campus to really see if it's somewhere where they fit. So I think Notre Dame did a tremendous job to make him feel comfortable. I know Adon Shoulder was also his host during this visit as well. So he got kind of the crash course of great young men and, and great vantage points and similar backgrounds, which I think made made it feel really comfortable for him. Chris O'Leary did a good job, I think, for meshing with him for a guy that hasn't been on the board that long. And two important things that I think were very beneficial to, to him, to Malcolm Ziegler, is one, the four for 40. Because I think that that does stick with him specifically because he is – Malcolm's a really talented athlete. I mean, we're talking about a kid that is 6'2", 190-plus pounds, reportedly runs in the fourth high four threes in the 40-yard dash. He's a really good track athlete. So you have to think if he's developed properly, maybe has a chance to play at the next level when all is said and done, the NFL level. But he's very concerned about the long term. You know, how, how can a school set me up to be successful long term? So 4 for 40 is important. The other thing that I thought was interesting, Brian, is that we know that Notre Dame needs high-quality safeties and high-quality cover men in this class. But Notre Dame sold him on the versatility that he could bring to a defense, not just playing safety, playing either space safety spot, playing some nickel, coming in and having the opportunity to really compete for playing time, right, to be able to get onto the field. So I think Notre Dame did a very good job this weekend. I, I think that for me it's just – did they get on it a little too late, right? Where are they going to end up in the conversation? But I think they made a nice move here. It's just about, is the move enough? And we'll that's, know more about that yeah, obviously in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be the thing. This is still a yeah. recruitment that's relatively new for Notre Dame. And so the question is going to be, the, the the I don't know if it was realistic to expect Notre Dame to come out of this weekend with a commitment or even necessarily as the leader. What you needed to do was put yourself in a position to where you could look at him and say, okay, is South Carolina, is North Carolina, are those Carolina teams that we said last week were the teams that you really, that right now are in best position. Did yep. you put yourself in a, in a good enough position to where you can now spend the next two, three, four weeks before he decides in July uh, to where you can eventually get there? And and how much ground can you make up? And from what my sources have told me, Ryan kind of backs up what you said. Notre Dame made up a ton of ground, but this is one where there's still work to be done. It's, it's different than Kingston where it's like, okay, you've done the work over the last year. Now, hold on. This is a kid. I think they offered in what March or April, May, maybe last month, literally last month. It was literally in in May. Right. (laughs) So, you know, you got down and you saw him at your high school and, and, you know, during your, the open period and all that kind of stuff, but it's a new relationship. Now we could debate all game all day long. Why did it take you this long to get on this kid? That's a different conversation for a different day. But I think with where they are, I think that they did a nice job making the move. And and I think the point you made earlier too, right? Getting all those North Carolina kids on campus was huge. That's so important. 
Because these are kids he knows. These are these are they play at schools he's very familiar with. I can assure you of that. And so strategically, it's hard for me to think of how Notre Dame could have done a better job this weekend. This weekend, now we could argue that maybe getting on them sooner and all that—that's all fair game. But that's a kind of a conversation we'll have when we when we get down to signing day and we see what this class is, yeah, and what they can do better as they continue to move forward. But I, I think that was a really smart strategy, Ryan. Well, and I, and I yeah, I think it was because I, I really think because originally I thought it was just going to be Micah Gilbert was the only North Carolina guy, but then you see Bryce Young was on campus, Jack Lorison was on campus. I think just comfortable, right, Brian? Like I want to make this kid comfortable to see how he truly fits with the program. So I think it was incredibly smart, very tactical by the Notre Dame coaching staff and the recruiting side of things, the recruiting staff. So I think that Notre Dame did is again, it comes back to Kingston that I just talked about. I think they did about as well as they could have with Malcolm Ziegler for where this recruitment was coming into the weekend. I don't, I couldn't imagine it have gone much better. And the great thing is, is that we'll have some understanding of this one very shortly. He only has one official visit left to North Carolina. And then the plan is sit down, make a decision in July. Like this isn't one that's going to work into the fall and work towards signing day. Like we're going to know where Malcolm Ziegler is going to commit to over the next few weeks. Like it's not going to be a long haul. So if Notre Dame does have to pivot, if they have to expand the board, if they have to do whatever, if they're not able to close on him, then we'll deal with that obviously when that comes. But I think that you have put yourself in a good spot. You are near the top of the board now with Malcolm Ziegler. It's now about next few weeks continuing to build that relationship, even though he's not going to be in person, continuing to stay on him, recruit him to the very end, and then see where the chips lie when the final decision is made. Third official visitor on campus this weekend, Ryan, was linebacker Keyshawn Flowers. There's not a lot we're going to have to say about that one. Let's just kind of quickly touch on you know, where we see that recruitment trending coming out of this visit. Yeah, I mean, I think that he was another one that you were in catch-up mode, obviously, right? Like it's, this is one and you were in catch-up mode in a different way of – you just don't know – you didn't know how the linebacker board was going to shape out. You didn't know if he was going to be the guy that was going to be near the top for as far as like another option at the linebacker position. I think you went into the weekend and you did well for yourselves as far as I think Keyshawn Flowers had a good visit to Notre Dame. I just don't know if that one is going to be one that is going to be pressed, and I don't know if that's going to be one that's going to be you know just a fit ultimately when it's all said and done because we are – Trending to the end of the linebacker board. I mean, we just talked about Kingston and your, how you feel that they're in a good spot with Notre Dame. And you already have commitments from Bodie Cahoon and Teddy Rezac in the 2024 class as well. So just isn't a ton of linebacker spots open. It was a good visit for Keyshawn Flowers. I just don't know if that fit is ultimately going to make sense when, it, when the final whistle blows. So Ryan, that kind of wraps up this weekend's visits. And so what we're going to do next is as we as we get close to as we as we conclude this part of it, because again, there's only three non-committed official visitors on campus this weekend, is we're going to move on to sort of a, sort of a hot board type of type of aspect of the show. We're going to really just break down here's where they are in 2024 recruiting. I did want to note again, I want to remind people that they are they're not some buddies like, oh, so they're not bringing them in next weekend. They they can kind of relax. And I'm like, no, they're not relaxed. They have like multiple camps this weekend. They're gonna have 25 kids on campus next weekend. They have they have Devin Williams and yeah. Owen Strebig. Yes. There's, there's gonna be some yes. kids on campus. Plenty yes. of kids gonna be on campus this week. So they're they're not taking the next week off, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh before we move on to that, folks, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you have not done so, when this show's over go sign up for the message boards we're gonna have a lot on there ryan has uh, some intel pieces he dives into a little bit deeper into those two recruitments we'll have some more 
recruiting intel coming out this week, just kind of resetting the board, uh, give you all some little insight stuff, great conversation, all types of fun stuff on there. So make sure you check that out. And of course, uh, if you have not done so, we would greatly appreciate if you're listening via podcast platform, give us a five-star review. It would mean a lot. 